The reasons that students said they needed, they wanted to have this meeting was they just felt a lot of digital fatigue from being online. And our programs have a really strong community focus and we spend a lot of time in person with our students. So the shift to, to online, I think, was more noticeable to these students than might have been to other programs. You're listening to the Teaching Matters podcast, brought to you by the University of Edinburgh and part of the Teaching Matters blog. Teaching Matters brings together students and staff in conversation, debate, and celebration of learning and teaching in higher education. In this episode, Robbie Nicholl, a professor of place-based education, and Heidi Smith, a lecturer of outdoor learning at Morrie House School of Education and Sport, continue their conversation about the critical role of place-based education in hybrid teaching and learning. Feel free to share your comments with us either directly on the blog or email us at teachingmatters@ed.ac.uk. You can listen and subscribe to the Teaching Matters podcast at Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and our music is provided by Hook Sounds. This is Robbie Nicholl talking to Heidi Smith about some really innovative in-person personal tutor meetings that happened outdoors in ways that are COVID safe. Heidi, why did you decide to arrange a group personal tutor meeting outdoors? Yeah, this was in response to students um, asking for um, an in-person meeting. We'd been having since COVID back in March came upon us We'd been having, I'd created regular drop-in sessions for students every Wednesday afternoon where they could, we met on Collaborate and they could ask questions and I could update them on the latest updates from what was happening with our programs and with courses. And in at those meetings, they very early on said, whenever there's an opportunity to meet outdoors, could we please do that in a larger group? And so we'd been waiting, again, I'd been waiting for some time to for the Scottish Government guidance and the university guidance to approve an in-person meeting outdoors with a larger group. So, and the reasons that students said they needed, they wanted to have this meeting was they just felt a lot of digital fatigue from being online. And our programs have a really strong community focus and we spend a lot of time in person with our students. So the shift to, to online, I think was more noticeable to these students and might've been to other programs. Thanks, Heidi. Um, personal tutoring is a core educational activity in the University of Edinburgh and a central strategic platform designed to enhance the student experience. You've linked your personal tutoring to the graduate attributes. Can you say something about that? I felt again in the sh- in all that was happening with COVID and the, sh- the, the stress and the pressure this put on students that was additional to previous times, I really felt it was important that we did have an in-person meeting and a group meeting where they could actually talk to each other. Um, and the graduate attributes talk about how students are unique and they have, the, have their own experiences and ways of learning and the importance for quality, depth and breadth of experiences. And I just felt that while the online drop-in sessions were really meeting those needs, having an outdoor group meeting was going to further meet those needs and really allow for that individual to decide whether they wanted to come or not. And it was really, really well attended. We had um, eight students turn up and that met with the guidelines at the time. Now that that's changed, we could have more, but at the time that was meeting the Scottish Government guidelines. Thank you. And what process did you go through? The process was quite lengthy because I really had to think through how, 
first of all, I had to really get a good understanding of what the current Scottish Government guidelines were. And it was at a time where it hadn't really been decided how we might engage with the outdoors in the, in the universities. Schools had already um, managed to find ways to do this, but the university had not yet decided that. And part of that was because it was between semesters. However, our students uh, were still on program because their program, master's program is a 15 month program. So their learning was continuing while other students were on summer break. And so I decided to research the Scottish Government guidelines, think about how I would normally do it. And then um, I created a very clear guidelines for students through an email where when they replied and accepted to come along, they agreed to follow those guidelines, which were quite specific. It included the Scottish Government facts, the face coverings, the washing hands and, and those kinds of things. Um, and I, I also needed to make sure that it was a space that students were familiar with, I felt. And so I chose Holyrood Park for that. And also I knew that the outdoor education centre there in Holyrood Park has toilets and I knew that they were being cleaned regularly. We talked in another interview about dynamic risk assessments. Is there anything that happened uh, that you had to respond to? Yeah, so this was this was actually the first thing I did outdoors post-COVID or arrival of COVID. And so I, I made sure, I, which is something that I would do anyway, but in particular, I made sure I arrived extra early on this day so I could check out the site that we'd chosen. And I was able to confirm that there was lots of green space available that we could use. And I also watched where the general public were moving and what space they were using because there was a lot of dog walkers and a lot of people out doing their daily exercise. So I was able to identify space that they were not using so that we wouldn't sit down in the middle of where they might be walking through. And I was able to also check the public facilities and that's where I confirmed that the toilets were being cleaned at that time every hour, which I found really reassuring and um, and spoke with the person who was cleaning them and it was just really, it was really good to make sure I could do that. Also, the weather was quite unchangeable, that was quite changeable that day and there was a, sp a space off to the side under the trees that was much more sheltered from the wind in case it did get really windy. Um, but what did happen is, in this instance, the weather was the thing that we had to respond to the most. So in a two-hour meeting, um, we experienced sunshine, what felt like gale force winds and some very heavy rain showers. And the students were all um, prepared with rain jackets and rain trousers. And um, we did have to pause our discussion as as people got changed and put their rain jackets on and took them off or, or whatever happened. So it was really, it wasn't a problem. It was just, um, it just meant that we had to pause. It seems to me that uh, one of the most important things to plan for is when the students arrive. Um, can you tell me what happened, uh, how you planned for the students actually arriving to meet with you? Yeah, so again, I chose an open space and they could see me because I had um, a brightly coloured jacket on, which I told them I would be wearing so they could find me really easily. And as they arrived, I just invited them to maintain two metres uh, physical distancing, sorry. Um, and some of them were in household groups, so they could actually bubble up, so they could actually be closer to one another. So we just made, made sure we maintained our distance from different household groups and or individuals. And when we had all arrived, we all went together and found a space and created a large circle in the green space. So we had people sitting individually, but then there were a couple of people sitting sort of in twos and threes who share a household. And that meant the circle didn't have to be as large, which made it much easier to talk and um, and that kind of thing. Um, 
and yeah, students were able to then share how they were going with their studies and um, there were conversations sort of with smaller groups and with the larger group and it just was a really lovely space and when the, when the sun was shining, it was really, really lovely. And when it was raining, it was kind of entertaining and quite humorous. But um, it was it didn't stop us from, nobody wanted to leave. We all wanted to stay and were sad when the time Okay, and I know you had some um, interesting um, encounters with members of the public. Can you say something about that, please? Yeah, so while we were sitting there, it was very obvious that we were a, a education group because I think of sitting it when you sit in a circle it, it sort of highlights to the general public that you're there for education purposes. We had quite a lot of general public who actually swerved from their their path of dog walking and came close to us and all of them commented super positively about how wonderful it was to see university students back in our city again and um, I found that really reassuring because often we we might assume that the general public don't want us there, but actually the response was the exact opposite and they were really supportive and really pleased to see that students were returning to the city. Yeah, thanks very much, Heidi. And just to say that I think that you're doing some really innovative work and, and, and not just in terms of being COVID aware, but in terms of um, thinking through places and spaces and how we might use them both now and in the future. Thanks very much for your comments.